Welcome to the Real Life Podcast with Kurt and Katie Adkins. We believe everyone is born with the ability to create the life we desire. Our goal is to help everyone realize anything is possible. On today's episode, we will be discussing what it means to be double-minded and how that plays into success. This is season one, episode eight. It's a nice, beautiful, sunny afternoon here in the Flathead Valley. We've survived a weekend of cold. I think it was sub-zero for at least a day, and we had wind and snow. But today we have blue sky breaking through, sunshine, and even though it's 21 degrees outside, we can see spring right around the corner, which is an exciting time because spring not only symbolizes rebirth and new opportunity, but it also shows that there's a fresh a fresh start for anything that you want to plant and see bloom into your life in the next year. And so I always use the spring as kind of a marking board for my development on where I'm going to go. Every spring I think of a new opportunity that I can implement. And today we're going to be discussing one of the things that Kurt and I have found out to be foundational in lasting success and people even being able to stream together days if they decide that they're going to put something into effect in their life where they want to see an outcome. Right. We're going to talk about, you know, being double-minded and the consequence of having a double-minded mindset. We learned years ago, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And we've, you know, learned that that's not just a business idea or a spiritual idea. It applies to everything in our life. And for those of you that are local listeners, and this is Thursday that you're listening to it, we do record these messages a few days ahead of time because we run a successful traditional business that sometimes doesn't allow us to record it on a Wednesday night or whatever. So we, you know, we believe in the rule of consistency and we want to continue to put these out. So when we have the time to record them, we record these messages. Right. So if you were just looking outside and it was really gray and dark and snowy, we're not in a different world than you. It's just we're recording this in advance to make sure that we're able to get the content out. Right. And so when we're talking about double-minded, it's relevant in every area of our life. Like I just said, it's our relationships, our business, our um, fitness workout routine. It's all of those things. And, you know, there's two sides of a coin and that's, you know, heads and tails. And we can look at it really simply. Like if we believe we're going to be successful in something, we stay focused on that. The minute we flip it over and we don't think we're going to be successful, we begin to react negatively to situations that we have. And like in the gym, we use the gym as an example. Both Katie and I, a few years ago, got into the routine of going to the gym. And because we're not double-minded, we believe, hey, if we do this, this is the result we get. Right. And so we just made the initial commitment that we're just going to do it despite whatever the situations are in our life and that when situations arise, we adapt. But still, the gym is just a part of our everyday routine. 
And so sometimes we switch up our routine. We used to do a four-day split. Now we're on a five-day split. We're doing some different days off, five on, two days off. And so those things change. But the idea of us getting to the gym certain amounts of time throughout the week stays the same. And so sometimes we have to juggle it and play an acrobat if our traditional business takes more time or if we have family or friends or something else that's coming up. But for the most part, for us, there was a process of coming to understand what double-mindedness truly meant. And I remember when I heard that and the way the context in which I was taught was if in network marketing, I heard a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And what that means is if you're not 100% into building your network marketing business, then you're not going to succeed because you're going to have your mind on other things. I don't fully agree with the way that it was taught, but I do agree with the principle of now understanding that if we're not convicted, if we don't have an understanding or a, or a true belief that we're going to accomplish whatever it is that we're going to do, that would be double-mindedness because we're still looking for an out or we're thinking of a doubt. We're not willing to just say, no matter what, today I'm going to complete these tasks at hand because I have the end goal in mind. And so when I was thinking about how we were going to talk about really explaining the double-mindedness, I really thought of kind of the building blocks. And we've had people over the course of listening to the podcast reach out and say, well, I understand the end result, but what's the process in like, what, what about just getting in the car and driving it to the building and not even walking into the building yet, but just getting in the routine of getting in the car and driving it to the building. And I think that foundationally it has to do with the ability to set a goal and not be double-minded around that goal. Like and maybe you disagree with me, but most people who are successful at anything, they just say part of my routine is whatever the goal will be, because I know that down the line, the outcome is going to be there. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I take it even one step further back in my own personal life. And, and I say this in every podcast, it's when I re I re-examined who I thought my creator was and how I thought he sees me and what he, you know, even to the to the idea of what's his will for me or her will for me or whatever you really truly believe in, what's what's your creator's will for your life? And when I came to the realization that my creator, God, is will for my life is to be successful, to have peace and joy and happiness that surpasses all understanding that then I understood, OK, he sees me and wants me to do well. So then I whatever I put my hand to it it can prosper because I believe I was born to prosper and I was born to win. So for me, it's, it had to come from changing how I viewed myself and how I viewed, you know, God and how I thought God viewed me in order for me to then say, I'm going to do this like this program or this system of going to the gym and I'm going to get results because I was born to get results. And with that, it takes out any of the, I have to, because when my experience is whenever I put a, I have to do this because then I don't have the conviction and I never follow through full term with the commitment that I made. And so the, it, this all comes down to the core belief and 
is just another way of looking at it. We were talking about all success is truly the same. It's just there's different avenues and different scopes to look at and different different people are going to hear certain things when you talk, when I talk, when they listen to other podcasts on success, even though we're all ultimately saying the same thing, just with a little different tinge on it. And so what came to mind for me was the horses are in the barn. They're just ready to run. And the way that I see that is the horses in the barn are my belief. Like, are they all, you know, are all my beliefs in line with each other that we're going to go out and we're going to run this race as hard as we can run it because we're all going in the same direction and we've all been trained to do that. Or is it like herding cats? And sometimes we've never been taught. I, I was never taught how to plan. I was never taught how to uh, brainstorm or even commit to a goal and follow through with it. I learned initially from a lot of trial and error. And then I got exposed to really good mentorship that helped me kind of take away all the unneeded pieces and just put in laser focus on the main thing being the main thing, which was the belief. And then everything can build on that. And so do you have anything to add on? No, keep going. On that. And so really with the, um, my question to the listeners, as you guys are thinking about whether it's a fitness goal or a business goal or a personal goal, whatever, whatever you may be thinking about right now is, is your mind hurting cats around it or are the horses in the barn, meaning that all your thoughts are going in the, in the right direction to get the result that you want. And this is just a starting point. There's no condemnation anywhere you are. My suggestion would be if you feel like you're hurting cats, then try to get a clearer vision and get more focus around what it is that you desire. So that instead of saying, I want to make $30,000 more this year, you really pinpoint it down and you say, man, through my traditional business, I want to make $30,000 more, or because I'm going to, you know, implement X, Y, and Z into my life, I know the outcome is going to be a $30,000 raise. Or if I want to lose five to 10 pounds, this is instead of I'm just going to I'm just going to lose five to 10 pounds. Am I at, am I making Oh, totally sense? believe that you're capable of it for one and that you were designed to do it for one. And all of those things just come naturally. I, you know, in the past I, I had heard people say, well, you know, you got to put on this armor of God and all this kind of stuff and, and suit up and you're not sure how things are going to go. And you got to battle, battle, battle with, to get what you want. And I really believe today without a shadow of a doubt that when I realize I just am, that I have the ability to accomplish things because I was born with the ability to accomplish things, that things naturally happen in our life. You know, you get, go from point A to point B significantly easier. If when you suit up for the race, you're like, I already know I can do it. It's not like I have doubt. So when you have doubt that you can do it, that's being double-minded. And what Katie was talking about, the, uh, squirrels now the what in your head herding cats herding cats or for me it would more be like squirrels in my brain saying well you can't maybe this isn't going to work the way you want it to work and that's when I have to just really focus on the the simple approach that when I do get those feelings and I get those thoughts that I I remind myself that that's not true that my truth is that I can accomplish whatever I want to accomplish you know, there's a guy by the name of Wim Hof that's pretty interesting. For those of you that want to look up an interesting guy, we don't 
necessarily say go do everything he does, but he's climbed Mount Everest in shorts and he swims in freezing water and he teaches other people to do the same thing. And he just lives on the extreme life. But what he's really truly doing is he's got it so ingrained in his body that he believes this is possible. And when you believe anything is possible, it becomes possible. Right. And the surroundings of your of chaos or things in your life that you they begin to fade away and you don't think that they're obstacles because you believe you can accomplish it. Right. They change from an obstacle into an adventure. I think that we've really seen that happen. Um, There was a, the whole learning curve. It can happen quickly. It can happen slowly. It's just the process that people are willing to dive into. For me, my building my mindset, getting rid of the cats and realizing that I had the horses in the barn ready to run was initially before I ever even walked into the gym, spending time seeing myself doing those things going, man, it would be, it would be awesome if just four days a week I had everything that I needed to go into the gym confidently and start working out so that I could get stronger so that I could lose weight so that I could feel more confident when I walk into a situation. And when I finally, when Kurt and I finally ended up in January of, was it January, 2017, when we got our gym membership, it was like a done deal. I remember at the time I was probably 50 or 60 pounds heavier than I am today. Um, I was telling people it's a done deal. I'm in the best shape of my life. And you could bench press like 45 pounds. Right. And now you can bench press 195 pounds. And right. I mean, that's the progress in three years that didn't just happen the day you walked in. Right. Pretty awesome. It is awesome. But what I'm getting at is it was a done deal in my mind that it was like I had signed the contract and I was just in it. And nothing has changed because I had that conviction so deep in my heart that I saw myself through benching. I, when I built my bench press from whatever it was, 45 pounds up to 195, I spent time at night going and visualizing and seeing what it would be like to put 45s on each side and to be able to put that up. When I built my deadlift, I did the same thing. And so we've talked a lot about the visualization over the course of the podcast. And I know that probably as the entirety of our real life with Kurt and Katie Atkins continues, that's going to be a huge piece of it because the visualization is so powerful, but also the, um, I talk about it a lot. And I think that the ecosystem, the ability for success principles to take root and thrive and produce a harvest Flirty eyes. Kurt's giving me flirty eyes because he's trying to see because if he can, can distract me. He's trying to see if he can if he can distract me. You know what me. I was doing? Totally I was did. actually just looking at her and he <laughs> considered it flirting eyes. So I totally lost track of what I was talking about. The ecosystem. You were talking about the ecosystem. Right. And so the way that I look at it is starting to look at your life the way I look at my life is like it's a garden. And are there are there people who are bringing nutrients or are there people who seem to be taking away nutrients? And I'm not saying that you need to cut people out of your life and you need to kill relationships and be completely done with people because I don't believe in that either. But I do believe that you can combat negative by overpowering it with positive. And so 
if you're in a really negative environment where you feel like your soil is unhealthy and you don't have the ability to see anything take root because of the double-mindedness is just taking a few moments here and there throughout the day and just going, man, I'm worthy. This is awesome. I'm so excited that, and speaking whatever it is, you know, I know what I speak. I know what Kurt speaks. We have other friends. Last night we had a great dinner with two of our uh, very close friends. We were celebrating victory in our lives. And it was so awesome when we were on our way home, like 1030, Kurt said, man, I feel so alive. I feel so refreshed because it was positive, positive, positive. And it just fills you up and makes you feel like you're invincible and you can go and you can do rather than if you're always swimming against the current, you get really tired. And so, you know, if you're in an environment where there's a lot more negative than there is positive, I'd simply say, okay, I'm going to just take a few minutes throughout the day and I'm going to focus on the positive as well as if I have the ability, whether I'm in the shower or I'm on the car ride or I'm walking on the treadmill or whatever it is, I'm going to, I'm going to find something positive that feeds that tends to that soil cultivates and churns and starts to get it to where it's in an organic state to just have supernatural growth. Right. For us, it was initially, it was tuning into you know, speakers telling their life stories about from failure to success and, and how that worked. And so we were able, we, we tuned in, we've talked about this before. We, we tuned in a lot of hours every day Mm -hmm. of just having that in the background and what it did, it has allowed us to cultivate that heart for ourselves because at the time we didn't necessarily have really positive people in our life, not because they weren't positive, but because we weren't positive right. because we didn't really believe we were going anywhere. We surrounded ourselves with other people that didn't believe they were going anywhere. Isn't it nice to say that we can stand to be around ourselves and each other? It's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, really think about that time when it was so awful to be around ourselves and then try to figure out how to be around each other. And so that was just a moment of gratitude that I had as I was reflecting back on that time of transition that seemed like, oh my gosh, this is never going to end. This is so painful. And then seeing it naturally change when you and I were both like, let's just dig in and let's see, see what happens. And so you were just talking about it. We put right. a playlist on very low when we were sleeping. Instead of having the TV on, we had just speakers talking about their success just very low volume so that our subconscious naturally started to pick it up. And we did that for how long? Uh, Several years. And then during work, we had the ability to wear headphones. And so even throughout the workday, we both listened to, you know. And uh, it it progressed from those people to other people and to other things that would encourage us and uplift us. You know, our friend Mike Popovich was one of those people that we listened to quite a bit and we still listen to him and, his messages and, you know, because they, at the time they uplifted us and encouraged us that we could live a better life than we, we currently were living. And when I even say that we, I want to really emphasize that when we, our associations weren't necessarily the ones that were the problem, but we were the we problem. We were the problem. <laughs> you know, because now I, we've, we grew through this and as we grew, uh, some of our friends and stuff grew along with us, but then also some of those people that were part of our life, we began to see, you know, how positive they truly were in our life. And we were the ones that were the problem. And so we had to change ourselves in order to really view the rest of the world differently. Right. I 
I can't believe I'm sharing this for the longest time. I had such shame about this, but when I was 18 years old and I was trying to change my association and at the time I was involved in 12 step recovery and I showed up to my friend Rose's house and she said, are you okay? And I'll be honest, I thought it was the best day that I had had. Like I thought I was kicking ass at life and really winning. And I said, yeah, I'm doing good. And she said, are you sure you're okay? And I said, why are you asking me? And she said, because you only have makeup on half of your face. <laughs> and it was because I couldn't stand myself long enough to look in the mirror. Today, I can laugh about it and realize that, oh, thank you, Lord, that I have grown through it and that I can look at myself in the mirror. But at the time, it was sobering to realize that I couldn't even look in the mirror at myself long enough to see who I truly was. And therefore, the way I portrayed myself when I went out, out into the world was hiding in the curtains, not ever letting any attention be drawn to me, just kind of hiding out and not wanting to be seen. Whereas today, now I fast forward that and I'm 37 and I have had this last decade of awesome learning and growing and I've started to really feel comfortable and confident with who I am. I can deal with myself in the mirror and I can, I can be okay. Even if I look undone, because I realize that sometimes life gets happening so fast that I don't have time to get fully done up again between leaving the gym and going and bidding a job, you know? And so I'm sharing these as examples because everybody has a different starting point. And I was grateful at that time that my friend Rose had the confidence to say, you know, are you sure you're okay? And we were able to talk about it and dive into it. I probably also had friends in my life that wouldn't have never told me because they didn't have the self-image to say, you know, you got lipstick on your teeth, you know? And so it's just really where we're at with our confidence and the less double-minded we are, the more we stand in who we truly are, who we truly are and where we're going. Not to say that moments don't happen where any one of us can be off kilter and have a negative spiral happen. The right. beautiful thing is when we have an environment, when we have people in our lives, when we're able to communicate and be vulnerable, that spiral doesn't have to spin completely out of control. It can truly stop when we have the ability to gain perspective. Right. And then we have the ability, if we don't have people in our life that are going to see what's really going on, we have the ability to listen to speakers or other podcasts and, you know, or whatever spiritual path you're on different avenues to, to replug into who you truly are. Right. Right. And when I'm talking about environment, I'm not necessarily talking about your five closest friends, your mom and dad, your sister and your brother and your grandma. I'm talking about what's the environment that you're creating right. so that you can, you can go forward. And so if all of those people are in your life and you know that you need to bring in positivity, then bring it in through a podcast, pick up a book and read it. Just take time for yourself to start to go. I am worthy of it. I have the ability to change, even though none of my other circumstances around me are changing. I'm digging in because I want to see this happen for me. I want to see sleeping through the night rather than waking up and worrying about more month than money. I want to see my relationship make it through this really hard time. So I want to, I want to see my kids get coping tools so that they don't react the way that I react. I want to change the whole cycle. We have the ability to, despite what our whole circumstances around us, create an environment around our heart, even when it seems like chaos is in every direction. Does that make sense? Absolutely. 
thinking back in 2017 when we joined the gym, Katie actually wanted to join the gym and I wasn't totally on board until we got a free membership for a few months. And because it was free and because at that time of January of 2017, you know, was during an off time in our business. And we didn't have at that point, you know, we had, we had physical stuff and all that kind of stuff. And we had some great, great examples in our life that our life was really exploding, but financially we were still very limited on our potential and, you know, not really tapping into who we truly are. And because of that, you know, yeah, we had a couple of months where it's a slow time of year. And rather than just sit at home and watch Netflix, because we couldn't afford to go do anything else, we got a free membership at a gym. And so we started going to the gym. And at that time we went six or seven days a week initially, mainly out of, we just wanted to change what we were doing and have something to do. Right. And then it became a habit, but we also knew at that point, if we did something, we would have success at it. And the cool thing about my mixed belief about myself was I'm going to walk into the gym and these people are going to look at me and they're going to say, Oh my God, she's so overweight. And she's so all the things that were trying to bring me down with my thought process. And the coolest thing of all was when we walked into the gym and we started showing up every day, people were like, man, it's awesome to see you, man. It looks like you're improving in your strength good job. Keep it up. And people were high five and we didn't know their names. People were patting you on the back when they walked through and say, man, I noticed that your composition's changing. And this whole world opened up opposite of what I believed because I was willing to walk through it. And I'm so grateful for that. Now today we still have, I mean, we have actually really good friends that we've gotten throughout our time at the gym and we've all kind of been on this journey together. And so whether it's the gym, whether it's in your business. marriage or your business, whatever it is, when you start to see yourself the way that you're truly created, it starts to, it starts to create a magnetic pull so that other people see you that way. And all of a sudden, before you know it, the sun looks a little brighter, the blue is a little brighter in the sky and your world just naturally is starting to change. And the double mindedness is fading away because every day that your world is changing, you're getting more and more convicted on who you truly are and the lie or the idea that you believed about yourself is falling way behind you. You can be successful at whatever you want to do. And that's the really cool thing and how Katie's we're, we're, we're really maybe even repeating ourselves to some degree on this podcast and previous podcasts, but change what you believe about yourself, change how you think God sees you and kick butt in life. And your life truly will change. And it will change. And the good thing about some of the tools are, you know, from books and, you know, uh, podcasts or whatever that are uplifting and encouraging and give you ideas to be more successful. When you have angst in your stomach or you have your squirrel going around in your head saying this isn't possible, you just remind yourself that that's not your fault because you were designed to win. You were designed to create the life you desire. You were you were designed with every ability and everything it takes to have everything you want in life. And, you know, I heard today from a, a friend, he said he was talking about situations and how some people see, well, we just got to go out and do God's will for our life. And that does, that means not necessarily having money. And my take on this and for what it's worth is 
God's will for my life is to kick butt. And if that includes having lots of money to enjoy everything God created and experience all the adventures that the world offers, then that's doing God's will. And in that, because of that, you have the ability to share that and encourage other people and uplift other people and also help other people get to the spot in their life where you can just enjoy life and you can enjoy the experiences. You can say, it's Friday afternoon and, you know, it'd be right now you can't go to London, most likely. I don't actually know. But if you woke up and said, man, it'd be nice to go to London next week. You have the ability to do that. You don't necessarily have the ability right now, but you have the ability to get to the place where anything's possible. Any of your dreams and any of your wildest expectations and any of the things that you want to enjoy in life, you can achieve because you were created to achieve those things. And anything that's telling you otherwise, you can just remind yourself, that's not my fault. That's not the truth about who I am. Right. You're worthy. You're loved and you're worth whatever it is you desire. And so with that, we've had great feedback from people. If you've been nudged and haven't yet followed through with sending us a email, you can send us an email at four F O R freedom five at yahoo.com. And you know, our desire is really to create the conversation and help anybody cultivate the seeds that they're planting in their heart and seeing them come into fruition. And so we just want you to know that we're excited for you. We're excited for your future. We're excited for our future. And really we are all truly worthy of the life we want to create. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe, rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. Also check out our written blog at expandingtheeyeofthestorm.com or our recently released book, What If? by Kurt and Katie Adkins. 15 topics worth discussing for lifelong happiness. Blessings. Blessings.